created us, when he created the world and he created the universe and created humanity, he created Aseka and Mweni and my wife over Hey, hi, babe. That's my wife over there. Four years strong. Four years strong, just so you know. For the single ones, never to one and you are. You are giving the Katiana. Eli, not much. Senior side. Senior side. <laughs> so when when God made man, what was His initial plan? What what was His thought pattern? Have you just have you ever sat down and thought about it? Like, well, it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then they had a meeting and they. They decided to make one. What was the thought behind it? What was the whole idea? What was the essence of let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness? What was the purpose of you and I being here on earth? Just talk to someone. We are going to interact today. Tell them what you shared and then I'll come with the microphone around. <laughs> so you have to share. One minute. One minute. The question is, what was God's initial idea for the creation of mankind? When you think about it, what what do you think he created you and I for at this time? Like what 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 was the grand idea? Was it just to make man just for the sake of making man, or did he have something that he had for him? The microphone is coming. The microphone is coming. I know because of the camera, you have to come here, so I'll call you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what Chelsea? What about Chelsea? Communion. Fellowship and love. Fellowship and love. Can you just shout from where you are? <laughs> but have you guys seen Kendi lately? She's yeah. been rocking, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As she should. Giving well. Giving well. Ask your neighbor. <laughs> fellowship, communion. We've had fellowship and communion. Is there anything else? Let's ask the experts. <laughs> uh, fellowship. that you have said are correct. God, when God made us, his initial plan was for us to come and commune with him. That word that those people usually call koinonia, the fellowship and interaction and eating with him. <laughs> it's, it's called koinonia, yeah? It's called koinonia. So, um, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, you know if you are preaching, you have to read scripture. So, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, I know we all know it off head. 
Let's recite it together. One, two, three, go. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So before all these things happened, before you were interwoven interwe in our mama's rooms, before, before your parents met each other, God actually knew you. And he actually did have a plan for you. Amen? Amen. And the word, um, the word says that he knew. It actually means that there was an ascertaining by seeing. You know I'm in Bible school, so I have to use the concrete. <laughs> so the word knew actually means there was an ascertaining by seeing. Like there was an assurity that he saw you, that your spirit and his spirit actually interacted in the heavens. Amen. Amen. Najwa concordance nini? See me after this. So imagine God actually knew you, and He didn't. He didn't come to know you at salvation. Like salvation wasn't the beginning of your journey with God. There was a relationship that both of you had in the heavenlies. As much as you might think it's not, it actually is. You interacted with God in heaven. Amen? Yes. Ephesians 1, 4. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. It says that he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and to be blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure of his will. So this just tells us that God had chosen you. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, God had chosen you. God had predestined you. God had predestined you. And God made you holy and blameless in his sight. You, you do know that your spirit is mature. There is no such thing as a baby spirit a teenager spirit, and then we go to an adult spirit. Amen? Your spirit is mature, and your spirit is perfect, and your spirit has the capacity to deliver on demand. So the training, the training of your spirit man into its original state, which is, is, the, is its perfect state. Um, when, if, if we say that uh, what, what we usually call spiritual growth is not really that our spirit is growing and becoming bigger. Basically, what it means is that you're just coming into the knowledge and the understanding of what God had preordained for you to be. You're just coming into that knowledge. It doesn't mean that necessarily your, your spirit man is growing. Your spirit is perfect and your spirit is mature. For example, when you see children who are speaking in tongues, children who are prophesying and they're doing all these things, if you were to equate their ages with how their spirit man is operating, would be a totally different thing, true? So that means that your spirit is mature and your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is mature and your spirit is perfect. And your spirit has the ability to deliver on demand. Tell your neighbor, your spirit, your spirit. Has, the has the ability to deliver, to deliver on, demand. on demand. Your spirit has the ability to deliver on demand. So, so what happens when I feed my spirit is simply that I'm bringing my spirit into its original order, into its original state. So that's a whole other topic for another time, which we won't go into. Spirit, soul, <coughs> and body. 
Amen, said. Amen. Amen. Your spirit man is perfect and your spirit man is mature. And because your spirit is mature, and there's a time I remember we were talking with the um, with Apostle Sifa. <laughs> and I remember he was telling me that, you know, if Jesus is in you, how can your star be stolen? <laughs> How can your star be stolen? So everyone, all those people who are talking about Nyota being stolen, this just debunks that whole story. Because Christ is in you. You are hidden in Christ. You are hidden in Christ and you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. Amen? Amen. 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 Your star can never be stolen. Amen. So what, what, what usually happens is that there tends to be a manipulation of the soul realm. In that you make your way wayward. Like there's no one who comes and steals what, what was deposited in you, what was predestined for you. It is you who makes your way wayward. In other words, Joshua 1.8 says, <laughs> the book of the law shall not depart from you. You shall meditate on it day and night, and so that you may observe to do what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. So what happens is that um, demonic influences come and uh, inspire our souls, inspire our wills, inspire our minds, then through that, we make our way wayward. But if we just stick to the word, there's nothing that can be stolen from you. Amen? Amen. That is just a by the way. Amen? Amen? Let's go to more scripture reading. Am I good on time? We've got 12 minutes. Hi. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23. Someone can turn there. 12, 23. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's like I'm about to rap. Yo. <laughs> to the general assembly, I'm on your chair. That's what pastors do. I am to Moja Solo. Okay. You can, you can go ahead, I do. Just Hebrews twelve twenty three. Yeah. Amen. So, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. So your spirit is perfect. This is just to justify my point before. Your spirit is perfect because God has justified you. Amen. In Romans 8, 29 to 30, it says, Those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he will be the firstborn among many brethren. 
and these whom he predestined, he also called, and these whom he called, he also justified, and these who he justified, he also glorified. So you have been justified. Tell your neighbor, you have been justified. My Father in the Lord, you shall be saved. Righteousness has been imputed on you. Righteousness has been imputed on you. Imputation, yani nile? by force. Kupachikwa. Kupachikwa ni inje. Kupachikwa ni inje. Amen. So he came from foreknowledge to communion, which is what we call koinonia. Your interactions with him, your fellowship with him, your eating with him, into predestination. What's that? Ah, time is up. <laughs> You'll help me short it now. <laughs> so we come from foreknowledge into communion, which is koinonia, your interactions, into predestination. That means that your destiny is or has already been set. Before the foundations of the earth, your destiny was set. Whatever God had in plan for you, it had already been set. Kitambo. Kitambo sana. Meaning that your your end is already set in place. Yeah? Atuna Muisho will never die. Amen. Amen. Into, into being made righteous and into being justified. Amen. Amen. In the Amplified Version of the same verse, it says, And to the general assembly of the firstborn who, has regi- who are registered as citizens in heaven, and to God who is judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous, the redeemed in heaven who have been made perfect, bringing them into the final glory. Just think about this for a second. God made man and he gave us everything that we need. He made, he, he made us in his image and likeness and gave us every single thing that we need for life and godliness and to do life. Amen? He gave us everything. Everything that we need. Every single thing that we need. Every single thing that we need, he gave us. Amen. Amen. And, and God is faithful. God, God, God is a good God and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly that above that which you ask or think. Amen. Amen. I'm still under 12 minutes by faith. So who, who is this? Who is this God? Who is this God that, that makes, that makes Sumbuas, like what Sumbua. He just decided, okay, because he knew we would disturb him, he still went ahead and made us. Like who what kind of God is this? What kind of God is this that he would make him march? Make probably Kanini back there. And Luciamini and Seth with the knowledge that <laughs> with the knowledge that this human being is still going to disturb me. What kind of God is this? And why would he do that if it's not love? Tell your neighbor, God loves you. God loves you. Tell the apostle, God loves you. Psalm 8, verse 4 to 5 says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. 
in my time in Bible school, we discovered that it says you have made them a little lower than Elohim because angels are our ministering spirits. So we have ma- you have made them a little lower than Elohim because you have been made in the image and the likeness of God. Amen? So clearly God had a plan and he had predestined things beforehand, way, way before Kitambo Sana. And what does God desire to see as the fruit of this being that he has made? This vein, this candy that he has made, what is what should be the fruit of, of it all? What should be the result? Because you know, I can't just go and make something and not expect to get nothing out of it. There has to be something that has to come out of this being this pot of clay. Amen. So um, when when I grew up in the leafy suburbs of a place called Greenfields, <laughs> it's somewhere. Uh, no, Donholm. Donholm. Sorry, somewhere around Donholm. A road called Savannah Road, and um, so. I went to a small primary school. This is just for those of you who don't know me and you never ask. I went to a primary school <laughs> called Epren Academy. First, I was in a Ooh, school. Yeah, Academy. Academy. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was in my sister's school, Savannah Academy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very late. Yeah, so um, I went to Epren, did my KCP and passed with flying colors. And ended up in a place called Saints. Somebody says Saints. Saints. Saint Thomas of Aquinas. Saints. Saints is a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a nice school. Ikoapo. Just Makadara. Um. Yeah, it's a very nice school. It's a national school actually. It's a national school, although it's contested. For those who survived, oh, uh. <laughs> at least I met my wife, so I'm good. Yeah, so um, when I went to Aquinas, I had had such a passion for music. First of all, in primary, I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> I really, really wanted to be a pilot. But then I got to form one, then Nikagundozile drums and goes, the dream just left. <laughs> Almost instantly. And I, I developed a really, a really, really big passion for, for music. So I joined the drama team every first term, second term. Ilikwa, Nifanki. First term, second term, music first. Mara to the status girls, Mara to the cats. Mara to go. Hi, hi. Hey, hi, hi. Yeah, so then after. Hi, really. After that, we. When I was in form three, you remember when you used to, what's it called? You used to chagua the schools that you were supposed to go into. I don't know if you, if you did it, Apostle, but 
No, he probably didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> keep, keep your cool. Keep your calm. Keep your calm. Um, when Mifana Tanikasa, how your point? And when we used to chagua those um those those schools, the campuses that you wanted to go to. So me, I took Kenyatta University. Hey. I wanted to go and <laughs> I wanted to go and study music. So I, I I sent it home, I sent it to my parents, and Mujwange, Nikimaliza, Nenda Wapi, Nenda KU Kufanya music. So Nikamaliza Shule, campus, Nini, Vizuri. We were just there chilling at home, then for some reason I was convinced to go and become a diplomat. So I remember I remember having that conversation with my dad because I really wanted to, to do music and he was like, ah, like where is music going to give you any uh, to give you a return? Where where is it going to happen? In what world? So actually, first first I was supposed to go to law school, which I'm just so grateful I I, I could have gone. I'm grateful I could have. <laughs> <laughs> but then I ended up at uh, at UN uh, taking a diploma in um, international studies. So I did that. And after a while, um, 12 minutes, but <laughs> after a while, <laughs> so yeah, after a while, I I got a job. I got a job which involved music, and this job was high paying. Like we used to go and you just yeah, you just go travel and you go sing. We used to, I used to back up for the those singers of the world. Back then, I have been redeemed now. Amen. 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 That's why I got a high, I got a high-paying job, and then I that that was like my my get my get out of this diplomacy thing, because I I did not love it, I did not want to do it, I did not care, I just did not want it. So this was like proof enough proof that eh, that I can make money. It was enough proof that there's money in music. That there's money in do you think there's money in music? Yeah. yeah, there's money in music if you're a musician and if you're musical. But if you can't sing, just stick to the worship team. <laughs> stick to the worship team. No, no, it's no, it's actually true. If you can't sing, just stick to the worship team because there's grace here. We can allow you to sing off key. We can mute you during the live recordings and whatnot. So just keep it locked here. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me finish my story. I'm sorry if I've hurt anyone. <laughs> Triggers everywhere. I'm sorry if I've triggered you. You can see a sec after the service. <laughs> Yeah, so um <laughs> So yeah, um we I I actually went for I did that gig for around three years and it was it was nice. I, I tried to invest in a few things here and there just so that I ca I could show to my father that Kuna Wizekana Kuna Wizekana Kina Kuna Wizekana 
You fell for it. So um I I did that for three years then then um after that the the things just like everything was just sucked out. It's like Isha, you know when, when you are younger you think that the good things will last forever. <laughs> you tend to think that the money is going to last forever. Yeah? Yeah, you think that the the ninis, the hotels are going to last forever. So there was just a point during that season everything was just everything was just sucked out and it became dry. Dry, 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 Kansa. Yeah, this became dry. If you're seated next to Imach, tell him, brother, brother. hold yourself together. <laughs> so everything just went dry and everything like the so I had uh, I had like a small studio that I had put up um, in Doni. I went and took uh, I think it was a two bedroom house. At that time, the houses there were fifteen k. With a nice big huge mansion. So I put up a studio over there. Then the the avenues that I used to get money to sustain that place, all of them just dried up. So I had to move it and sell a few things, nini nini here and there, and everything just went dry. And the one thing and the one person who came through to me, guess who it was? Jesus, a hair number two. <laughs> number two. Chebu. <laughs> I didn't know her then, but she came through in the spirit. She came through in the spirit. So my father is the only one who came through, despite, you know, because you know, for in my mind, I thought that I had really, really, really messed up. Yeah? I thought that Manzeni me blandaile angu yote yani there is no redemption, there is no coming back from this thing. And the one person who came through for me at that time was my father. Because he did what? Because he loved me. He loved me and he gave me he he, he actually when 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 you sit back Najambia, okay, like it wouldn't have been so bad to work in the UN, you know, like it wouldn't have been so bad, but that probably wasn't my line of of um of, of ministry, yeah, it, it would have been nice, but it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And the fact that I felt like I disappointed him and he still came back on board, went and paid for me to go to music school, again, after all that, showed that he actually did love me. I have a good dad. I have a good father. And then, and, and you know, um, my father is a baby boomer. <laughs> you know you know baby boomers what are the three laws of baby boomers feel no affection see no affection show no affection zilch nothing my dad yani <laughs> my, my my dad is an interesting man so um let me just give you one story then we'll go back in 2020 <laughs> in 2020, we went for, after our wedding, we went for our honeymoon with Apostle Joseph and Apostle Chinette. We went for our honeymoon. My honeymoon. And we paid it for them, Mark, you fully paid 
fully paid everything is paid while so while we were there um i get a text from my dad and he texts me i think it was like uh the tongaji's text is a wingy broadcast is a broadcast text so he texts me and says um so i went to the doctor and i have been dag- diagnosed diagnosed with prostate cancer do not show me any emotion do not ask me about it i do not want your sympathy period <laughs> that's the type of a fan he is do not show me and do not even ask me about it i've never asked him about it he just usually from that time he used to come to nairobi go for clinics and what i would never ask i would never ask i told you feel no emotion show no emotion see no emotion he's 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 that type of a man and i as much as he is the way he is um i do know that he loves me one of the ways that he used to show me that he loves me was he used to buy me boxers when i was young ukiona tu dada amekuletea boxer na baba so mtu ananipenda akuletea boxer na niletea faa nini and what not and in all honesty i Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and as as we were reflecting about the whole cancer situation and everything and how he did not want us to even talk about it we were we were talking with Chimwen we actually realized that it worked for his good it actually did work for his good there's something that we learned which is called the principle of first response what is and pastor Sifa always used to say this well but what is your first response to a situation so when the deaths come calling what is your first response is the first response that nilesota are those the first words that actually come out of your mouth when you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you uh, you 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 have a you have a mole on your back what is your first response are you going to cry about it amen and that actually helped him because now he's been declared cancer free amen yeah. amen he's healed totally healed totally healed totally delivered and it's not it's never ever going to come back again in Jesus name amen so that that's the kind of a man that he is and as i was saying i i do know that he loves me and i do know that he loves me dearly and most of the things that i have today i i credit them back to him because I don't I would never share this testimony with my wife but earlier this year we were blessed with the house he blessed us with the house so we have no rent to pay he blessed us with that house so if you imagine if you equate his face to his actions two different things but deep down you do know that this man loves us amen, amen. he loves my wife and I ananipenda amen amen, amen. so um the father's heart holds a lot of vastness it's vast and it's wide it's it's a very very huge topic that we can't do in 12 minutes <laughs> it's a very huge topic that you can't do in 12 minutes but today i just want to talk about the love of the father the love of the father amen god 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 loved us so much that he sent us his son 
come and die on the cross for yours and mine's sake. He loved us so much that he made that great sacrifice so that you and I can enjoy the liberties, you and I, you and I can enjoy the freedom, you and I can enjoy every single thing that we're having at this moment. John chapter 3, verse 16. Let's say it all together. John 3, 16. Now say it like the Awakening Church. For God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him may not perish and have everlasting life. God, God's love for you and I transcends so much despite all our shortcomings. Amen? The same way I felt like I, I had blundered when I got into all those debts and everything happened back then. And my dad still came through for me. It shows that a father's love is way beyond what we think or we can, or we can imagine. Amen? 1 John 4, 9 says, This is how God showed us his love amongst us. And he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And you know, back in, in, in those days, just picture this. You, you found a girlfriend. Amen, kids? You found a girlfriend. You, you, um, you get married, and in the same way as Anna, you knew her, and um, after that you get a son. Now, imagine giving up this son so that someone else can have redemption. Just think about it. Giving up that one and only son that you have. They're not two, they're not three. We've never heard of um, Brother Jesus who go heaven. See, he's just the one that we know. Imagine giving up the son so that someone else can have the redemption and the freedom that they deserve. Not even that they deserve, that you want them to deserve. Because some people are Christians and they do not think that they, they, are, worth, they are worth the Father's love. So it's true. Yeah. So, like, God came and gave us Jesus Christ. Came and, actually, Jesus Christ was willing to come and die on the cross for our sins. And the Father, Father God, Father Sky Daddy, <laughs> Sky Daddy, um, he had pre-planned all these things. Because you remember what, what we were reading in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, that he knew you, that means that you interacted with him at that time. So he actually knew you. And when he made us and put us on earth, he had already made the plan for our redemption. There are very many times in scripture where God <coughs> I, he wanted to actually finish the human race. He actually really wanted to do it. And you remember the time when um, Abraham Abraham, Abraham um, he, he, he gets a son. No, actually God, God goes to him and tells him, okay, so so um, you're going to get a car, a boy. It's actually said, I, I can't remember exactly, but it said that Abraham had to wait for almost 25 years before the fulfillment of that prophecy came to pass. So imagine he gets the child. The child becomes a teenager because in scripture, somewhere in Genesis, it said 
remember when they were going up to the mountain, what was the mountain called? Uria. Uria Mayuraya. Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah. Moriah. Uriah. Uriah and Nancy. Anyway, as they were going up to Mount that mountain, Isaac, Isaac was, was old enough, like he was a big boy. He was a big boy and he could carry the, the wood and everything on his back. So it means that alikuana ability akukata. Una get? Like they got up to the mountain. If it was me, we are we've just trekked for almost three days. We've got up to the mountain. I'm asking you, where's the nini? You just put me. I, I mean, like your dad is a hundred years old. Just hit the guy and, and bolt. But this was this was um this was symbolic, in that it was a foreshadow of what was to come. So God was testing Abraham, your son for my son, and because he saw that man was willing to go through with uh, the sacrifice of his son dying, he also said, ah, it's okay. I can actually do this for mankind. There are few people left. There are few people left. Amen? If the sacrifice on the cross isn't enough, if it isn't enough to show you how much God put on the line to have his only son killed and crucified, then I don't know what is for you. I know many of us don't know the attachment of that a father has to a child. Um, and for, for us who do not have children, I do not know, maybe the apostle can explain to us, but I do know that there, there's just an innate love that you have for that seed, that, that person, that human, that spirit that is in your wife's womb that you do not know. You don't even know how they look, you don't know how their nose is, you don't know if they're Caucasian, they're black, you, you do not, you have no idea, but there's just a love that is in you that keeps burning for that human being. Amen? Amen. So how much more our God who we saw and had an interaction with? Amen? Um, just just to, to go back because I had written the notes so I have to finish. We all do know that Christ died for our sins and he was literally made sin for our sake. And if you do and if you do know and if you do not know Christ today and you are here and you've never given your life to God, you've just been coming to church, you're setting up drips, but you have never given your life to God. You need to do it when? Today. You need to do it when? Today. Say today. today. Ask your neighbor, umeokoka. Umeokoka. I think we should actually go back to the days where Salamu Zetu ni... Umeokoka bwana ni... Umeokoza wa maisha yaku. Bila ye mikwi. So, Christ came, we all know that story, he came, he was born as a human being, and he was 100% man and 100% God. 
And so he experienced everything that we as humans experience, everything humanly possible that could be experienced, Christ experienced it as a man. Although he still had his kinship and his royalty in God, he still went through all the feelings, all the emotions that as men we go through. And that's why um, it's possible for actually it's, it's possible for us to actually conquer sin because Christ was the he was the symbol, he was the sign that sin can actually be defeated. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 Fully man and fully God. Let's read Luke 22. 39 to 43. As we wind up. <laughs> so just just hold Kidoko. Um I want us to think of the cost of that sacrifice. And as Ivy is reading it, I, I just want you to have a mental picture of the agony and the stress and the mental torture that Jesus had to go through so that he would take that journey to the cross. Read. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Yes. Coming out. He went to the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. And he came to their place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, remove this cup from me, nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples. He found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray lest you enter into temptation. And when he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he, he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before him and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Amen. So just think about the, the mental torture that Christ had to go through, the agony and the mental distress that he was in. I went and did some research, and there are some theologians who actually believe that Jesus had a rare condition called hematohydrosis. So hematohydrosis is a condition in which capillary blood vessels that feed the sweat glands rupture, causing them to exude blood. 
and it's been seen in people who are actually about to face execution, people who have um, who have an ending in sight. And remember, Jesus was actually a man. He was actually a man, so he he knew what was to befall him. He knew what was coming. So just think about that torture and the mental stress that he went through at that time, and the intensity of of the burden of the cross that was on him. Amen. Verse forty-two says, and 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 you know Christ is Christ is so loving in that when he went to pray to God, you know it was it was sort of like he was asking for a way out, yeah, because he said if 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 you can't take this cup away from me, verse 42, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not your will, but, not my will, but your will be done. He was still sold out to the cause. He was still sold out to the redemption of mankind. Amen? Amen. And, the, and, and the weight of the commission was just around the corner, and that's why he went through so much pain and so much agony. I just want to read a small commentary on what actually happened. You know, when, when we see Jesus on the cross, in, in the shukas, that's, that's not how it was. He was actually crucified naked. He, he, had, he had no covering. You know, usually you see when you go to, you pass like a Catholic church over there, there's like a, like a blood stain here. This looks cute, you know. His hair is still clean. That's not how it was. Let me read a, a commentary, then we'll finish it and ask God to be with us. <laughs> so, in the morning, Jesus was tried before Roman authorities for the purpose of gaining a death sentence during this series of trials. Jesus was again mocked and taunted as an imposter. The soldiers twisted together a crowd of thorns and set it on him. His brow was punctured deeply by the long-thorned prayer. The soldiers repeatedly struck Jesus on the head with a staff, and they arrogantly spit on, spit on him. Jesus' face must have been swollen, his eyes blackened, his nose bloodied by the abusive Roman soldiers who were anxious to punish an insurrectionist. Then. Pilate ordered Jesus flogged. Early historians assert that scourging was the most dreaded punishment. Bits of lead and stone made of a whip made the whip a brutal slashing instrument of terror, ripping a man's back and legs to shreds. Occasionally, even tearing down an eye or slicing open an ear. Jesus was led like a sheep to the slaughterhouse. When forced to carry his own cross, the beam rubbed Jesus' shoulders raw. When he stumbled and fell on the, on the rough streets, he skinned his elbows and knees, and they crucified him. Crucifixion was so horrible that the New International Study Bible states, only slaves, the basest of criminals and offenders who are not Roman citizens, were executed in this manner. Our, sensibility, our sensibilities can't imagine the horror of one's hands and feet being nailed to a cross, and one's body being suspended naked above the gawkers and gloaters below. Every breath was a struggle for Jesus. Every movement produced jarring pain, but Jesus suffered the cruel and inhumane torture of crucifixion for six agonizing hours. 
An ancient letter suggests that when Mary, the mother of Jesus, was escorted to the crucifixion, she looked up at the three crosses and asked, which one is he? He was beaten up beyond recognition. He was beaten up beyond recognition. His skin was, his, his skin was taken from his bones. That's how much pain that Jesus went through. If this is not love, my friends, then I do not know what is. If this is not love, if this is not a symbol that God loves us and, God's watch, and God wants to be with us, then I do not know what is. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 to 24 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness, O Lord. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 2 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness towards you. Psalm 36 verse 5 says, The steadfast love, your steadfast love, O God, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep man and beast you save, O God. God is a good God and God loves you. God loves you and I. God loves you and I. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor Jesus loves you. God the Father loves you. See, tell them God loves you. So how, how, how do we respond to such love? What, what, what are we supposed to do as people and as a body of believers and as the church? How do we respond to what God has done for us, to this great sacrifice? What are some of the things that we need to do? Just talk to your neighbor before you start sleeping. Tell them, ah, just ask them what, what, from what I've said, what do you think your response to this should be? SIV. So you can Love and to give love back. Um, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> obey. Trust and obey. Amen. Because God loved us and God came and did all these things for us, He came and gave us everything that we need for life and godliness. I think our response will just be to love one another. To love one another, love your neighbor as you love your friend. 
and most of all, to when, when we say love your neighbor, I'm talking about loving the person seated next to you and also loving the unbeliever. Amen. 1 John 4, 7 to, 12, 7 to 12 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been from God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son in the world, that we might live through him in this love. Not that, not, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Amen. We have been called to love one another. Tell your neighbor, I love you. I love you with the love of God. I love you with the love of God. I love you with the love of God. I love you with the love of heaven. Amen. Um, and, and because we have seen, because we have seen, and we, have, we can attest to the kind of love that we receive, it would just be fair for us to also give out the same love, give out the same love to, to unbelievers, to people who do not know Christ, to people who are not part of this family. Amen? Amen. How many of you know Matthew 28, the Great Commission? If you can recite it, let's go. Therefore, therefore go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So God is calling us to step out and share his love. You know, as, as a body and as the church, the, we, we cannot translocate people into this place. We need to have a, a passion for lost souls. We need to actually go out and evangelize into the world so that the church may grow. Amen? Amen. Do you want to see Awakening Church grow? Do you want to see your church grow? Yes. Do you love your church? Yes. Then you will go out and spread the gospel. You will preach to every single person that you know. Because it really makes sense for us to go and get people from Kitidi Church or just somewhere and bring them here. It, it does not make sense. We are not advancing the kingdom. It's like we're just changing locations. True? So take it upon yourselves today to actually go and spread the love of God. And spreading the love of God is simply telling someone about Jesus. It is very, very simple. If you're in the Matatu, what do you do? If you're a guy, seated next to a girl, just take a paper, as long as you're not hitting on her, you see, start, start off the conversation. It's very, very simple. Just start off that conversation. Just tell someone, you meet on the road or wherever. Because I'm sure some of you who are here, your mama boga does not know that you're saved. Is it true? Hmm? When you wake up in the morning, you burn up to the whole day. Like, 
people in your flat don't know that you're saved yet you come here no one really knows that you're saved like we are so comfortable in in our self righteousness and our yeah our, our our status of me means i'll make it to heaven so if i'll make it to heaven it's fine like there's no big deal still me nikosa me nikosa but remember kuna nini as pastor had told us there are rewards in there are crowns that are set ahead of us amen there are crowns that have been set ahead of set ahead for us so god 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 actually wants to use us and we just need to give of ourselves we need to give of ourselves we need to give of our time we need to give of our money and support the work that god is doing even as you do it individually you need to support the work that he that that he has set for for this house if you're not from this church the church that you go to and how do you do that tithing offering giving amen amen tumetoa sadaka kwanza keep it together amen god is good and all the time So love your neighbor as you love yourself. We we are here as the awakening church we are here as 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 a people who love the call upon this ministry we love the vision that it holds we love each other you love each other isn't yeah. yes. do you love me yes. i love you too guys i love you too guys i love you too so just just love one another love your neighbor and love covers much to see but the word there is covers and you you know we, we have a, a a mandate here that we are family so we need to cover each other we need to cover each other we need to cover each other in um covering that mean to kufunika dhambi like there are things that would be happening in people's lives there are events that would be happening just show up very simple basic math show up for someone show up for your neighbor if you have a meeting just show up for the meeting if you have a house meeting show up for the meeting if you need to be here by 8 just show up by 8 you get amen that's just that's how you show love <laughs> that's how you show love to the ministry to god and to others amen amen um this is first corinthians starting for those who are writing notes Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love I have be- I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and though I have faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love I am nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I have given my body to be burnt but have not love it profits me nothing Love suffers long. Say amen. amen. Do you know what long suffering is? Long suffering. <laughs> eh? Long suffering ni kunini. Uvu kuvumilia watu ambao 
Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is foreknowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understand as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of this is love. And now abideth faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these three is love. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's just stand up as we make a few prayers. Tell your neighbor, I love you. God loves us, friends. And because he loves us, we need to love each other. Amen. We need to love each other. Ephesians 3.14 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory, that I be strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man, that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith, that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes human understanding. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So as we pray I want you to open up your mouths and pray like you're in a Pentecostal church and just tell God God I want to know what's the what is the hope of your calling over my life? What is the hope of your calling over this ministry? What is the hope of your calling over... Just, just open up your mind. 